Hello and welcome to Bellhaven Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Weber. On today's episode, you'll be listening to PSY 362 Addiction and Substance Abuse with Professor Mark Hunter. I hope you listen and enjoy. Hello, I'm Dr. Mark Hunter, and I'll be leading these discussions for the next seven minutes for Psychology 362, Addiction and Substance Abuse. In this unit, we're going to look at drug use and abuse in drug use, the history, and uh, the use of today. Chapter 1 in your textbook is entitled Drug Use and Abuse. We're going to use some kind of large words in this class, a lot of uh, names of drugs and things that you may not be that familiar with. And uh, as we get into this class, I just want to give you a little update that um, while there will be chemical terms used just because it's use of the information regarding drug use, um, I'm not expecting you to understand this like you would for a chemistry class. We're just going to talk about the variety of drugs and uh, their effects on the body and, um, and on society. But uh, so when you hear these big words used, um, don't uh, worry about them too much because we're not trying to um, uh, go into the, the science of the different pharmacology of it, but we're trying to understand how this affects us individually and, and in society. So when this uh, textbook is, uh, class is dedicated to psychopharmacology, and that's the effect of drugs on behavior and how that uh, changes our behavior. When we talk about drug use, we're really referring to the classifications where drugs can be used, and they can be used in a variety of ways. The origin, where they come from, the therapeutic use, how they are supposed to be used, um, the site of the drug action, what parts of the body do they affect, the chemical structure of the of the drug, and uh, which we will not really focus too deeply on, the mechanism of the action, what actually happens in our body, and sometimes we'll refer to the street name, how um, others will refer to these. The experience of taking drugs in any form is influenced by three sets of factors. The pharmacological factors, the chemistry of the drugs, the characteristics of the drug user themselves, and the setting in which the drug is used. And we'll talk more about this uh, throughout the class. In the United States, the, that we, people in the United States use a variety of drugs, and alcohol, tobacco, and marijuana, uh, or hashish, is really consistently shown as the most commonly used psychoactive drugs. And we know from the first two are we call illicit drugs, legal drugs. You know, if you're a certain age, you can obtain them legally. Um, marijuana, there's uh, different state rules about the use of those, and so we'll ref uh, explore those more carefully or more deeply when we get into the unit on marijuana. So what are the characteristics of drug users? Um, and for example, the, the heaviest and most frequent illicit drug use is among young adults from age 18 to 25. 
So after age 25, the um, dr drug use instance is uh, decreasing, usually it's pretty steadily over the lifespan. Also, men are more likely to use drugs, or especially alcohol, and less smoke than women are. Some individuals use more than one drug uh, regularly. Often, if they use um, alcohol, it may be with cigarettes or marijuana or other sorts of um, illegal drugs, and uh, they may use them either separately or they may use them together on the same occasion, and those usually um, can have very drastic and dire consequences because of that. How much does it cost the United States to, for drug use? And the National Institute of Drug Abuse estimates that the annual cost of alcohol and illicit or illegal drug use or abuse in the United States is more than $417 billion. And what does that mean? It means cost to uh, the policing, cost in the court system, uh, cost in um, jailing or prison, it, uh, the programs that are involved to try to prevent drug use, also uh, loss in productivity with um, workers being out because of that. So there's quite an extensive burden financially on the United States just by uh, the cost of drug abuse. Now, when we define harmful drug use, it's really given to us through the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. Now, you've heard the DSM referred to in many of our other psychology classes. And this is where they classify what are disorders, uh, many mood and mental disorders, but also specifically with drug use, how does that relate? And usually what that's done is giving you a lot of um, criteria that if you're making a diagnosis of this, of drug abuse, that has to be met for a certain period of time. So it codifies the, the, the criteria for drug abuse. The DSM-5, which is the latest edition of the DSM, includes drug tolerance and withdrawal, and uh, which we talk about a little bit more in the next chapter. But it, um, it also, how does, when we're not only just using drugs, but the tolerance that we get when the drug doesn't seem to have as much effect, and if we stop using the drug, what effect does that have? When we use the term addiction, it's, uh, for our purposes, it's for the overwhelming involvement with using a drug and getting an adequate supply of it and having a strong tendency to resume use after stopping it for a period of time. So um, someone may be addicted to cocaine or uh, heroin or, or a variety of drugs that we'll talk about. And this becomes really the focus of their life is obtaining the drug, making sure that they have what they need to get that, um, that high of an experience. And uh, that, you know, really pretty much their whole life is focused on that and uh, to the detriment of other areas of their life. A psychological dependence 
happy is when the emotional state of craving a drug, um, either for its positive effects or to avoid negative effects. So a drug can have a physical uh, dependence or a psychological dependence or both. Sometimes just we are through our uh, behavioral techniques, when we take a drug, we get a, uh, a pleasant re you know, response to that. And so we want to continue that. And even though our bodies may or may not be physically dependent on the drug, we may become psychologically dependent upon that drug just because of the rewards that we get or, um, through the use of the drug. We're going to go over how we define harmful drug use. When you have a craving, it's like any other thing, if you, you know, for sugar or, or any other type of uh, substance, it's a strong or intense desire to use it. So, of course, that's before you actually use it. A tolerance is the increased amounts of the drug needed to achieve intoxication or a diminished drug effect with continuing use of the same amount of drug, meaning that for many drugs, what you're, that first time you use that drug, that intense high or feeling of euphoria or whatever it is, we're finding that it needs more drug to achieve that, um, that feeling. So for many drug users, their continued drug use is really a, to seek out that first high and have it to be as intense as the first time they took it. Well, our body develops a tolerance to that. And so you need more of that drug to achieve that initial high or response that you got the first time you took it. Withdrawal is the illness that people go through when they stop to use it. They stop using the drug or decrease the drug. Um, maybe you've been on some medication or something, you know, prescribed by your doctor. And if you stop using it, you may have a um, sense of withdrawal. If you've ever, if you readily take in caffeine a lot, um, and for some reason you missed your cup of coffee or whatever you use to get your caffeine, and that headache, that's an evidence of withdrawal. And um, so this sense of tolerance and withdrawal affect our drug take pattern. If we feel like we still have to get more of that drug to get that uh, high, or if not taking that drug is so painful physically and psychologically, that, may, that makes it difficult for someone to break the addiction pattern. All right, in chapter two, we look at drug use yesterday and today. So drugs have been used for lots of reasons over lots of cultures for thousands of years. And so um, even in the Bible, it talks about the use of, of wine and alcohol to um, help with problems and not just uh, for celebrations of weddings or other things like that, but even Paul talks about using it uh, for medicinal purposes. So, um, the earliest drug use was a lot was alcohol and also plants. And we'll talk more about plants in this, um, in this uh, series as people discover that ingesting the plants or using uh, some sort of part of the plant, the leaf or 
some, uh, some other part of the plant can produce a uh, psychoactive effect. And so people have known this for hundreds of thousands of years. They may not have been aware of the science behind it, but uh, they were aware that if you chewed this or made a tea out of this or something along those lines, that it could have a psychoactive effect. Before the 20th century, there really were very few restrictions placed on drug availability and drug use, meaning that during the 19th century, at 1800s, drugs such as opium, morphine, marijuana, heroin, cocaine, could easily be obtained without a prescription. Uh, some everyday products were sold uh, using these uh, these uh, drugs. You're probably aware of the of Coca-Cola and just the coca part is from uh, coca leaves and had a, a part of cocaine. And so, of course, that didn't last very long, but they kept the name. Marijuana was often prescribed by physicians as a general all-purpose medication. And, um, and so it was used for um, non-medical use, even in the early part of the, uh, of the 19th, excuse me, the 20th century, 1900s, um, and it increased during the Prohibition era, era. So when people were no longer able to have alcohol, they turned to marijuana. So different drugs have enjoyed different periods of popularity and cocaine was widely used in medicines and tonics and things in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. Um, cocaine became popular again in the 1960s, and it's still popular today among drug users. Amphetamines, which are uh, uh, sometimes referred to as uppers, are used relatively widely during the 1930s. My minor tranquilizers and inhalants during the 1950s and LSD during the 1960s. It seems like every decade has um, a drug becomes more popular during that period. Um, heroin has been shown to increase in use in the recent years. Um, and the current trend is what's referred to as club drugs, where people take these during a club uh, outing, you know, there's music and dancing and everything, and they want to increase their, their perceived experience of that. And uh, so these drugs are distributed during those times. It's interesting that there's a parallel between the development of psychoactive substance for medical use and the non-medical use that and abuse of these drugs. So oftentimes, these drugs that are uh, developed or, excuse me, abused now had previously uh, prescribed medical use. And some of the drugs that we'll talk about during this course, we'll find that their original intention was one thing, but they became available and became abused by others during um, later on during that period. Now there's um, the main mechanism that uh, the controls and establishes guidelines for drug use is legislation. And uh, it really 
did not begin until the 20th century. So the first major uh, legislation was the 1906 Pure Food and Drug Act, um, which mandated the listing and the types of amounts of drugs contained in medicine. And so when you look at uh, any medicines that you take or um, even our ingredients or lots of things that we have in stores, you'll see the ingredients there. Those are uh, really kind of find their roots in this 1906 Pure Food and Drug Act. Other major legislation, uh, such as maybe not being aware of too much, the 1914 Harris Narcotics Tax Act, which um, regulated the legal supply of certain drugs, and then prohibition. And the picture here on the slide really shows what was referred to as a speakeasy, where people would come in and um, have these illegal bars and clubs set up so they could get alcohol. In the 1970s, the Controlled Substances Act was enacted, which classifies drugs according to their legitimate medical use and their potential for abuse. And other legislation has been passed um, as people have, as different rates of abuse have increased over time, such as the 2009 Family Smoking Prevention and Tobacco Control Act and the 2010 Fair Sentencing Act and the 2012 Synthetic Drug Abuse Protection Act. Well, that ends our brief overview of chapters one and two. Now, for this uh, class, um, I encourage you to take these PowerPoints and these lectures as really a starting point where you can get a kind of a feel for the chapter and what the unit is, but explore this more deeper in your textbook. I'll see you in the next unit. Thank you.